WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. You are listening to WVUA 90.7 FM, Tuscaloosa Student Section Fantasy Sports. My name is Jamie Martinez, and I'm joined by Jake Reichert and Lincoln Burkholder. Today, we have a very special episode. The NFL regular season has come to an end, unfortunately. So with that, we're doing a fantasy football award show, all three of us. We each have different rankings for our awards, which include fantasy MVP, breakout star of the year, bust of the year, and more. With all of that being said, let's get into it with our MVPs. Jake, who you got? Well, I want to first start off with saying what a good fantasy season we had. What a great year. It was electric. Beautiful. Um, and, man, I couldn't tell you the last time we we had a show, so this it, it feels good to be back mm-hmm. in, in the studio. And I'm going to start it off with my – I'm not going in order, but this is my first fantasy MVP, and I have to praise my Baltimore Ravens a little bit, and I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. For sure. Um, Lamar Jackson finished as QB4 in fantasy football mostly because he didn't play Week 18. He had three games over 30 points. Uh, one of them was over 35, five games over 25, and eight games over 20. And the reason I put him above some of the other top three fantasy quarterbacks is because uh, Lamar Jackson got it done, period, but he got it done against good fantasy defenses when he needed to in big games against Miami late in the season. Had a great game against San Francisco on Christmas night. He had a great game fantasy number-wise and just in general. Um, so he's my first fantasy MVP, Lamar Jackson. Love it. All right. My first fantasy MVP, he helped me win. The only title I won this year was uh, courtesy of C.D. Lamb. Sedarian. In Dallas, he had eight games over 25 fantasy points, five games over 30 fantasy points, and two games north of 40. He averaged 23.7 points per game on the year and finished as the wide receiver one with 135 catches, 1,749 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Uh, you can't really ask for anything else from him. He was the be- he was borderline the best player in fantasy football, and you got him in like the third round, probably. Yeah, CD was crazy this year. I had him up here too. He is phenomenal. Uh, my first MVP this year. Uh, Jake shouted out Lamar as the QB three. I'm gonna go over to the QB one, and that's Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Again, he is the fantasy king for the MVPs. He's been phenomenal all season. It started pretty rough. I will say that week one against the Jets, nine points. Was looking pretty scary, but he finished hot. Uh, multiple, multiple games over 20 points. He averaged 23.1 on the season. Uh, and that last stretch of the year, 24 points against the Chargers, 21 against the Patriots, 23 against uh, the Dolphins. Playoffs, he was ready to go for your fantasy teams. Uh, so you love to see it from the QB1. Just got eliminated from the playoffs, but it is what it is. Shout out Josh Allen. I'm going to go with... I think we all thought was going to be the fantasy MVP in general until we didn't play in week 15, but it's Tyreek Hill. Yep. I mean, oh, my Lord. Uh, He had an electrifying year. I mean, it was ridiculous to watch him play all year. I mean, I was so happy to have him on my big fantasy league uh, team in my big league this year. Uh, He finishes wide receiver two. I mean, Lincoln said it. C.D. Lamb just had a burst of the end of the year, took over that wide receiver one slot. But I will – I'm going to backtrack on something that I said a couple episodes ago <laughs> that I got a lot of hate for. Because it was a bad take. And I'm not looking <laughs> so stupid anymore because – Bad take. No, Horrible wrong. Take. Wrong. Horrible take. 
in in the panic or bust section, I decided to throw Tyreek Hill out there, not as a as a as a or excuse me, panic or pause, I should say. I threw him not not out there as a pause, but like a should you trade him? Will he get any better? Can he do any better? Can he can can he keep competing at the same level in fantasy? And I'm starting to look pretty good right now on that take because for the for the leagues that fantasy started in week 15, he didn't play. He was hurt. So if Out he started there, control, by the way, he was hurt. So that yeah, ruined a lot of leagues. Week 16, <laughs> he didn't even drop 20 points. He had 18.9. And then week 17 in fantasy championships, he got you 13 and a half. So all praise to Tyreek Hill. He's still one of my fantasy MVPs. But I just wanted to throw it out there that if you traded him away for the end of the year and got some got some big ballers for your team. I just wanted to touch on that, just just to, just to let everybody know that I didn't not, look so bad a couple of weeks ago when I threw that out there. I'm not entertaining this conversation about the wide receiver two. Um, without a game, the wide receiver two without a game. It's okay. Uh, the next MVP I want to shout out though is Christian McCaffrey. Um, was the 101 in a lot of in a number of drafts. Um, lowest he would go was three. He lived up to that. To say the least, he missed zero games this season. He had four games under 20 points the entire year. Crazy. Um, he averaged 24.5 points per game and put up nearly 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns, and that's not including the receiving stats. So probably the best player in fantasy this year was Christian McCaffrey, and so he gets his flowers once again. He's looking like the number one overall pick next year too, so that will be fun to see. Uh, my next MVP, I'm going to go to the wide receiver three, just so we're not talking about the same people. Uh, I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown of the Detroit Lions. A lot of people thought he was going to be really good, but I don't know if many people thought wide receiver three good. He has been insane all year. Only one game under 10 points. Uh, the rest were... I think 12-plus is his worst game outside of that. But if you had him in the playoffs, you were looking good. Just like his breakout season, playoffs were incredible. 24 points against Denver, 28 against Minnesota, 22 against Dallas, 27 against Minnesota again. Amon Ra has been incredible. He's on his way to the NFC Championship now. The Detroit Lions are looking scary thanks to the wide receiver three in fantasy football, Amon Ra St. Brown. My third guy that I want to shout out, I had C.D. Lamb on here, but obviously we talked about him already, and this is a little bit of an underrated, I mean, the fantasy MVPs when it comes down to it, we were going to have the same guys, so I decided to go a little bit fun with this one, but Puka Nakua is going to be out there with my MVPs. I was about to say his name. Fantasy MVPs, I mean, like, people, I mean, a lot of people will still give hate on that a little bit for being a fantasy MVP, but, like, why not? I mean... He had a miraculous year as, as a rookie out of BYU and just put up numbers after numbers. He had a couple of weeks under in sin- single digits, but, I mean, that's just how fantasy is. Everybody does that. Um, but he just a phenomenal year. Helped a lot of, a lot of teams out and could have been one of the best players on your roster, to be honest, if you had him. Yeah, the last guy I want to shout out here, when you look at MVP, it's most valuable player. So who gave you the most value? And for me, in a number of leagues, it was Kyron Williams Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. RB7 on the year, he did miss five games from weeks 7 through 11. But if you held on to him like you should have, uh, down the stretch, he went 38, 20, 14, 24, 16, and then gave you 30 in the fantasy championship with three touchdowns. Um, You can't get much more value out of that from a guy who you probably didn't even draft in most leagues. He was probably a free agent pickup. Uh, that's a league winner and the most valuable thing you can have when you're trying to win a fantasy title. 
My final MVP was the RB2 on the season in a year with not too many impressive running backs outside of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey averaged 23. This guy averaged 16.61 points a game. But don't diss Travis Etienne because he was a beast all season. Slowed down a little towards the end, unless you had him in the championship game where he had 25 points against Carolina. But he had a very, very hot start. Uh, His best performance was 36.4 points against Buffalo, where he dominated. Followed that up with 23 against Indy, 22-25 going into the bye week. Travis Etienne was a monster all year. Uh, Again, with Jacksonville underperforming at the end of the season, his points did drop, but... I wouldn't expect that to happen next year. I think Travis Etienne is going to be a top guy, potential first-round pick. Who knows? Travis Etienne is a beast. With that said, we're going to go into a quick intermission with our next segment being the top three biggest busts of the year. We'll see you soon. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to WVUA 90.7 FM Tuscaloosa Student Section Fantasy Sports. We're back with our awards show, and we're going to jump right in to our top three biggest busts of the year. An unfortunate award, but one that's got to be talked about. Jake, let's get it started. I'm going to go with, excuse me, one guy that I was looking through for my biggest bust. I was like, holy cow, I couldn't believe how bad he did this year as um, actually, two of the guys I have on here were first-round picks. And my first one is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, I mean, he went in first in the first round in pretty much every fantasy league. I mean, maybe he fell to uh, the turn, the like the, the switch at the end of the at the end of the first round, going to the second round. Um, but that's the lowest he went. Um, he ended as the 61st best player in fantasy this Jeez. season, um, out of all positions. And taking a guy in the first round and him ending as the 61st best player is not ideal. Um, he had four weeks this year in single digits. He missed a couple weeks with injury too. And he only had two weeks throughout the entire season with 20 or more fantasy points. Only two. Tough. Um, in the last three weeks of the season, get this, he scored 7.8, 9.4, and 4.6 for your fantasy playoffs. That's what Travis Kelsey did for you if you drafted him. Mid. All I got to say is the Taylor Swift curse might be real. It's real. Except for he had like two touchdowns yesterday in the playoff game. But... He was a fa- he was a fantasy bust. <laughs> <laughs> Playoffs don't count in fantasy, so no, they okay. do not. All right, the guy I want to talk about. He was the 101 in a couple of dra- in a number of drafts. He didn't fall out of the top three in hardly any drafts that I saw. It's Austin Eckler, in Los bum. Angeles, bum, certified yeah. bum. Like if you take out, he had weeks eight through ten. He scored over 20 in every game. Um, I'm not going to let that slide because the following weeks he produced. I think that's six games, seven games under 10 fantasy points, multiple under five. And in your fantasy playoffs, he went 7.8, 11.6, and 4.0 if you managed to make it through those first two stinkers. So he didn't really give you anything the entire year. He missed four games to start the year. Um, It is over for Austin Eckler. I wouldn't pick him in any draft next season. It's wraps. And it was not a pretty sight if you took him in a draft this season. Yeah, I mean, when I watched Austin Eckler run, it felt like there was a trailer hook to him, and he just could not get it off. 
uh, not a pretty season for Austin Eckler. Uh, with my first bust, I'm going to go to another running back. Uh, not a first-round type of guy, but a dude who was picked up in late second, third, maybe the fourth round. And that's New England Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, very underwhelming for a guy who was pretty hyped up coming into the season. Uh, did miss the last five weeks due to injury, so we will cut him some slack there. But when he did play, it wasn't anything spectacular. Two games all year over 20 points, and they were 21 and 22. Uh, multiple, multiple games under 10. He His final game of the year, he finished with 2.9 points against the Chargers defense, who's one of the worst in football. 2.4 points against the Saints, 6 against Dallas. Very, very subpar for Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott ended up getting a bunch more touches. We saw what he did. Will Ramondre come back next season and be good again? I don't know. I, I'm expecting it with the whole new rebrand in New England, but who knows with Ramondre Stevenson. So he's going to be my first bust. I'm going to go with another running back who was drafted much later in drafts. I'd say around the sixth or seventh round was his ADP, maybe even a little bit lower. Um, or some people – like. In, Myself included, I was extremely high on this guy. I wanted to get him in every league. Um, and it's Alexander Madison. Like, yeah, he, I picked him in every league. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he, I thought he was going to have such a good year. I mean, when Dalvin Cook was there, he flourished in that offense with Kirk Cousins. I mean, yes, Kirk Cousins got hurt, but even when Kirk was there, Madison was horrible. But Dalvin Cook flourished in that offense. The play, they thrived off the play action. Dalvin Cook made it look so easy and for fantasy. And even when Cook was there, Madison was getting carries. He was getting snaps. So I was like, as soon as Dalvin Cook was gone, like he was this year, Madison is just going to slide into that role. He's going to take it well, and he's going to be a fantasy stud. Oh, my gosh, were we wrong. Yeah. Like, he finishes the 38th best running back, and he averaged 8.3 points dropped a game. in multiple fantasy. Weeks. He had, let's see here, he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 weeks in single digits. Womp and womp. one of them, he finished with negative points. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how you it can manage Thursday to do that. Thursday night game, I was on my way home from... I don't even remember where, and I checked my phone, and he had a fumble in four yards. Yep, like it, ah, it, it, it and was, a concussion. And it wasn't. Time. It Cherry wasn't. Thank goodness that he wasn't drafted really high in drafts. Um, but for what he, from where he was drafted, he was still horrible. Like it was just. We thought he was the next Alvin Cook. Yeah, like I that was just on him miserable. Yeah, multiple drafts. A lot of people did. And you'd think as soon as Kirk Cousins gets hurt. You rely on the guy yeah. that you think could flourish in the offense. And Jefferson's hurt, too. You think uh-huh. they feed the running back? No. Give me Cam Akers, I guess, in Minnesota. I mean, <laughs> what Alexander Madison ruined the zero RB stretch. He ruined it. Uh, my next bust I want to talk about is my bust of the year. Uh, it's oh. Patrick Mahomes. Wow. 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 This is a first. This was a second or third round pick in most Ooh, drafts. The consensus QB1 coming into the year. Um, the consensus QB1 in football in general coming into the year and probably still now. He had a great playoff game the other day, but that doesn't matter right now. What matters is that he averaged 17.5 fantasy points and finished as the QB8. Mid. That's bad for Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And the worst part about this is like, he, I saw it somewhere online. He did the noobs wrong. Like the people who are drafting quarterbacks super highly in drafts because yeah. they don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> he Thinking they'll just get a steady 20 points. He he messed with them, too. The people that took Mahomes 1-1 were fuming. Yeah, like he didn't, he didn't mess with me that much, but, man, you can't do that. QB1 to QB8, under 20 points a game. Brutal look for Patrick Mahomes. 
Oh, and he gave you uh, 15, 16, 12 in the playoffs. So Ew. just to top it off. All right, my next bust might be one of the bigger fall-offs in a while. Oh, no. Last year, had an all-time season, was phenomenal, finished as the RB1. Yep. This season, just a flop, and that's Josh Jacobs of the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. That's my goat, too. That's my goat. Yeah, I mean, what happened? He missed the final four games of the year, so if you were depending on him for your championship, then I'm sorry. He had three games all year, finishing above 20 points. That was a 21 against the Giants, uh, 27 against the Chargers, and 22 against Kansas City. Other than that, it was a stinker. Multiple games under 10 points. He only had 9.1 against an abysmal Broncos defense week one. I'm sorry, Lincoln. Um, But all year was just disappointing. His final game of the year against Minnesota, seven points on 13 carries. As the RB1 last year, you're expecting this dude to step up, continue that growth, uh, and especially with a terrible quarterback situation in Vegas, you would have thought he would have you know, really stepped up, got the carries. That just wasn't the case. So big, big fall off for Josh Jacobs, and he might be my bust of the year. He was terrible. It really pains me to say this guy's name as a bust. And he's like he's a low-grade fantasy bust for me. I'm not saying, like, oh, this guy was horrible. Like, yeah. Horrendous year. He had a pretty solid year overall, but not for where he was drafted. This guy was also drafted in the first or second round, a lot of first round as a wide receiver. Finishes wide receiver nine, which you're like, oh, that's not too bad. If he's drafted in the first read round. Read the name. Yeah. Read the name. I know who you're talking about. Read the name. <laughs> so, like, I love this player so much. And he, he couldn't ruin my fantasy league. He couldn't even get it done last night. And Stefan Diggs. That was bad. Like, that I, hurts. Stephon, it was so it, bad. It really does hurt because I have been the biggest Stefan Diggs praiser for the last couple of years. Like, top mm-hmm. five wide receiver in the league. Like, that's just, I've been praising that. But this year, like, I, wow. Yeah, lost for words. Week 14, <laughs> seriously, like, I don't know what this, like, week 14, 15, 16, 17, all single-digit points. Week 10 and 11, back-to-back, single-digit points. Jeez. And it was even worse, and I played in a half PPR league with him. It was even oh. worse. Yeah. Like, it was it, And Josh Allen was the QB1, which is crazy. And he was I, average. He averaged 5.4 points for, a, for the number one seed in the playoffs in my uh, half PPR league. Yeah. And the funniest thing is, like, I saw something earlier today, actually, that Shakir and Diggs, over the last couple of weeks, I believe it was, or the last month maybe, have gotten around the same amount of yards receiving, and Diggs has almost two and a half times the receptions as Shakir. Yeah, Shakir has uh, more yards than him and more touchdowns. Like, Diggs, man. I mean, he had a very strong start of the year. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. 26, 13, 19, 36, 24, 20, But I'd 17. rather you not get my hopes up if you're going to shatter my hopes. And, and then, like, as soon as, as week 10, I think. their offensive coordinator. I think the Broncos ruined them. Yeah. I mean, he had six points against Denver. Well, yeah, we ruined the Bills. They fired their offensive <laughs> and then, coordinator. And, and then and after that. that Stephon did. After that, he did nothing. I mean, he had 19 against Philly, but Philly's secondary is horrendous. I think I could go out there and catch five yeah, balls like or check, six catches. Check James Cook's stats after week 10. That's what happened. I don't yeah. want to. That's I'll mention Pat James Sertan. Cook later in this show. That's uh, what Pat Sertan does. He didn't let me down. I'm I'm done with, with this and Diggs. I can't I'm done do with it Stephon anymore. Diggs. I just, I'm just so sad. Sucks to see. 
Um, so I was actually about to go on a Stefan Diggs rant, but you took care of it for me, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so I'll go on a different rant, and that's Calvin Ridley. Oh, my gosh. That was Wide so receiver, 18, averaged 13.5 fantasy points this season, had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 games under 10 points, and one game where he scored 1.5. That's really bad. Fantasy playoffs, 8.9. He did have a 25.8 in the second round and then a 7.9. But this guy, let's see, in this league, he went in the third round. So definitely not third round production from Calvin Ridley. Uh, definitely did not come back the way that I thought he would, neither did Trevor Lawrence. So a tough scene, a really tough scene in Jacksonville this year. Yeah, that was very, All around. very sad. Uh, I was talking about Josh Jacobs being bust of the year earlier, but – are you taking uh, back your statement? I don't know, because <laughs> maybe. So here is Cooper Cup. Brock Purdy. No, Brock Purdy's a dog. <laughs> QB6, didn't even play the last week. Uh, Cooper Cup, L.A. Ram, had a triple crown year just two years prior in 2021. Missed the four, first four weeks of the season, so drafted a little later um, than he probably should have been, but... It, it was still disappointing all year. He starts his first two I games hot. I think he should have been drafted lower than he was. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. He started hot, 19 points, 27 points. But now I want to read you his stats from week 7 to week 12. Six points against Pittsburgh, six points against Dallas, six points against Green Bay by week, two points against Seattle, four points against Arizona. It was rough all year for Cooper Cup, and I think that's because of the emergence of Puka Nakua, who was mentioned in MVP rankings. But for a guy who is a triple crown winner, one of the more dependable receivers in the NFL, is a target machine, it was sad for Cooper Cup owners all year. Uh, I mean, his playoffs were all right, 25 points, 25 points. Uh, 10 points, 12 points. That's even if you got to the playoffs. If you got there taking, with him. If you took Cup in the first round, you yeah. probably were not in the playoffs. No, probably not. So Cooper Cup, all-time disappointment in my opinion. So I, I don't know who to pick for my, my bust of the year. So uh, Cooper Cup, Josh Jacobs, you, you guys can have a tie. And that is what we have for this segment. We're going to take a quick intermission and move on to our best draft value players in a minute. See you soon. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to WVUA 90.7 FM, Tuscaloosa Student Section Fantasy Sports. We're continuing on with our award show for fantasy football, and we're going to jump into our best draft value player of the year. Who was that breakout guy for y'all? Let's start with Jake. For me, it was the running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rashad White. Beast. What a year he had. Finished as the RB4 in fantasy this year. Top five running back. I mean, you can't – I was not – I don't think anybody's expecting that. Not really. ADP was late sixth round, beginning seventh round. That's for an eight-man league, so it would differ, but it's still around there um, for depending on the size of your league. Um, he had a slow start to the year. I mean, new offense, new – I shouldn't say new offense, new quarterback, getting into a new system. But after week six – he did not have a single week under 13 points, except for the, the season finale against the Saints. He had, I think, 10 and a half, 11. Um, but if you're taking a guy in the sixth or seventh round, even eighth round maybe, and he gets, what, 10 straight weeks of 13-plus points as your RB2 or a flex option, 
that's a that's a that's a great draft value if you ask me yeah the first guy i want to talk about here is a guy who went undrafted in a number of like 10 man leagues so you get into like the 12 and plus leagues he did get drafted very late round on those but bow down to your tight end one sam laporta (laughs) averaged 14.1 fantasy points on the year uh you basically got him for free if you had him um, before the season started, and down the stretch, he was electric. He had 28.6 in your first-round playoff game. He did only have 4.8 in the second round, but 15.4 in any title matches, and he had 29 in Week 13. Um, not much more you can ask for from him. He managed to get into the end zone 10 times uh, for 889 yards. Um, so, yeah, Sam Laporta, tight end one, undrafted, late-round draft pick. Not doesn't get much better than that. Not at all. He he might be the next great NFL tight end. So Sam Laporte is going to be a beast for years to come. My wide receiver that I have for my best draft value had an ADP of 148. Very late guy. Finishes the wide receiver 18. Uh, he missed a couple weeks. Averaged 17.36 points per game. That's just as much as Patrick Mahomes was drafted in the third or fourth round. I have Nico Collins of the Houston Texans. What a breakout year he had. He was a guy I was super high on, drafted in multiple leagues, and I loved every minute of it. Three games of 34-plus points from a guy nobody really saw you know this coming from it that that's just amazing uh he missed first week of playoffs with an injury so cut him some slack for that but uh a few more solid solid games throughout the playoffs 13 points could have been better but it was against cleveland 15 against tennessee and 34 against indianapolis so nico collins has been one of my favorite fantasy players all year finished with 1200 receiving yards and 80 receptions i can only anticipate that it gets better next year with cj stroud emerging as one of the top quarterbacks in the nfl a rookie alongside tank dell texans are going to be explosive and nico collins is going to reap the benefits of all of it in fantasy so with that unless there's anybody else you guys want to talk about we're going to move on into our biggest surprises of the year jake what do you got to say i got one more go for the best for drop value and i'm just going to keep praising the buccaneers and i got to praise my guy mike evans <laughs> yeah he went i have to he went from in depending on how many people were in your league he went from around excuse me, got drafted in rounds 8 through 11, somewhere in that range, and he finishes wide receiver 7 and the 25th best fantasy player in all of fantasy. I mean, if you're getting a guy that late, and he only had two weeks, he had three weeks, but I'm taking the one out because he got hurt in the first quarter of the game and already had seven fantasy points. But if you take out that week, he only had two weeks in single digits, and the one was bad. It was 1.8 points. Um, But other than that, he had 13 touchdowns, found the end of 13 times, two games with two touchdowns. And, of course, he got his 1,000 yards receiving because that's what Mike Evans does best. That's what he does. And I'll move on. I'll go to my biggest season surprise. And well, I actually figured oh. out I have, I have one more. Whoa, all right. uh, I really didn't want to do it, but oh, I have to. Who's he going to say? My favorite guy. It's Brock Purdy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to give him a shout-out. Here we go again. He was a undrafted guy, or if you drafted him, it was real late in your drafts. He finishes as the QB6 after miss- missing the final week of the fantasy season. Um I had to shout him out. Averaged 18.48 points per game. Only two games this season under uh, not double digits. That was against Cleveland. Great pass defense. And Baltimore shot him down with two points. But other than that, he had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Every game was above 15. Uh, He had a 29-point game against Philly. So I had to give Brock Purdy my shout-out. I promise I'm done. I had to do it. He had – I mean, yeah, he deserves the shout-out. Yeah, I mean, he'd be sick. He had – 
the MVP in his fingertips. <laughs> I knew you were going to say he something. He had the MVP in his fingertips. All he had to do was go out and ball out on Christmas night, and, well, he threw four interceptions. So. Well, give it to Christian McCaffrey now. It's okay. Go Ravens. Anyway, my biggest surprise, I'm not going to say Puka Nakua because that's what everybody's going to say. Undrafted, blah, blah, blah. Rookie out of BYU. Yep, that's Puka Nakua. So I'm going to go to the tight end, two. I'm going to give a shout-out to a tight end, and that's Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. What in, like, Baller. I think a lot of people forgot about Evan Ingram ever since he left the New York Giants, and I don't even think a lot of people knew he was on the Jags until they realized how bad of a tight end Tim Tebow was going to be um, <laughs> in Jacksonville. Um, but when you have a year, when you don't draft Andrews, Kelsey, or Kittle, which has been the move for the last three years. If you don't draft him, you need a guy that consistently put up a little bit of numbers in your tight end slot, and that's exactly what Evans did. He had 10 weeks with 10-plus points, and if you're getting a tight end that isn't that doesn't have the name Andrews Kittle or Kelsey that's getting you 10 a week, that's huge for your fantasy league because you waited on a tight end and you're getting a guy um, that's putting up those numbers in that slot. So he's my biggest surprise this year. My biggest surprise I got – my guy here, man. I drafted him in, I think it was two or three leagues. It's the RB5 on the year. 12th was drafted in the 12th round or later in the large majority of fantasy drafts. It's Raheem Mostert yep. in Miami. He exploded onto the scene in his age 31 season after multiple major injuries and in I think five teams. He had 13, 25, and 45 to start the season. He had another 34, and then down the stretch, it was just nothing but consistency. And they had two games this season under 10 fantasy points in your playoff matchups. He gave you 18 and 12. He did miss week 17 and 18, but he gave you 23 and 14 in week 14. I mean, you can't ask for much more. He was a touchdown machine. I think he set the Dolphins' single-season touchdown rushing record with 18, and he rushed for over 1,000 yards. And he didn't. He only missed those two games to injury. Um, so, yeah, Raheem Mostert, what a draft pick that was yeah. for a guy that even like even in the leagues where I picked him, I thought he'd be like off my team in three mm-hmm. weeks. I didn't at all think that he would be my RB1 by week four. Even with Devon A-Chain, uh, that production was crazy. Uh, so shout out Raheem Mostert, former 49er. Um, I have two biggest surprises, guys, I, I want to shout out. I'm going to start with Chicago Bears wide receiver, DJ Moore finished wide receiver eight on the season, averaged 16.85 points per game. What a great year he had. Um, a very highly touted wide receiver in the NFL, but I'm not sure how many people thought he would perform this well with Justin Fields, a priority scrambler quarterback uh, at the helm. So I have to give DJ Moore his shout out. Had 49 points against Washington on primetime with the world watching. He balled out. Uh, one of the best receivers in the NFL finished with 1364 receiving yards, 96 receptions, multiple games of 20 plus points. Like I said, that 49 bomb against Washington. Uh, had to give DJ Moore his flowers. 30 points if he made it to the fantasy championship. Absolute beast, and that's DJ Moore. Uh, one more guy I'd like to shout out, though. My favorite player in the NFL, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, another guy who was not the I most mean, this is just turning into a Niners. <laughs> this is like, I'm sorry. He was an all-pro receiver we this have, year. We have Finished one as a wide receiver 12, 1,300 yards. Show left, and here we are. <laughs> 32 points to begin the year. Just something small for Brandon Ayuk. I had to shout him out. My, my favorite guy in the fun. league. You so, want to talk uh, about Kittle now, too? No, I could, but I'm George not gonna. Kittle finishes the, as the left tight tackle end? three in fantasy wanna... this year. Whoa, whoa, don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> tight end three, don't don't say all that. You wanna you wanna give us a sermon on known blocking running back Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> he had that. He had a good okay. last game. I didn't game. actually mean to be a sermon <laughs> on Elijah <laughs> Jennings in your fi- breakout hey, season. Don't diss third and Jawan. Uh, but I think after that well, we can Ray move Ray on. Ray McLeod. 
my favorite returner in the league. Uh, We can move on to our breakout player prediction for next season. Just want to preface, we're not doing rookies. Uh, so sorry, Marvin Harrison Jr. You are not our breakout player prediction. You're not included. Because so, duh. Yeah, duh. duh. He, he's not even all that. <laughs> sorry, uh, Jermaine Burton fans, because he was definitely going to be here. Uh, breakout player prediction. Let's yeah, get it started with Jake. Totally. Yeah. Jermaine Burton was going to be on my list. Actually, <laughs> yeah, for sure, hundred percent. I just yep. took him off. Actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I make fun of Jamie for the Niners, like glorifying session we have here but my first guy is Zay Flowers so I think Zay Flowers is going to have a huge year next year in Baltimore Um, I think uh, I really don't want to jinx it knock Knock on on wood wood. the Ravens I think finally drafted a wide receiver that is good at the position is going to be is going to be good maybe he'll get his first pro bowl who knows um but no, I, he had a great year. He's he's a great weapon for Lamar. Extremely shifty. Doesn't get a lot of touchdowns, but I mean, if you get him in space, it, it's it's over for defenses. And I think he had a pretty solid fantasy year this year as our rookie. And I think he will only go up next year um, if he continues to be Lamar's uh, first option besides Andrews. Yeah, I got um I got a running back in his third year who a lot of people probably haven't heard of, but we talked about Josh Jacobs earlier. He's an undrafted free agent this offseason or an unrestricted free agent this offseason. And Zamir White is the guy behind him. He started like the that. last four games of the season. He was over twenty carries in three of them. He scored 17, 14, 15, and 13 fantasy points. And he was eight, he caught five passes in one of those games too. So he looked really good and he looked really good against Denver in week eighteen. Um, granted, that Denver team looked like they didn't want to play football anymore, but he was very good against them. Uh, he tore up Kansas City in that upset when he had 22 carries for 145 yards. Um, I was high on him coming out of, I think it was Georgia that he came from, and he showed his potential last year. I don't think the Raiders will go back to Josh Jacobs. I don't think they re-sign him. I think Anthony or Antonio Pierce likes Zamir White. He gave him the ball 20 times a game for a reason. I would expect to see him fly up draft boards this offseason when Jacobs inevitably doesn't get signed to an extension. If Jacobs gets signed to an extension, Zemir White will be useless. Yeah. But this is barring an extension to Josh Jacobs. My breakout player prediction uh, finishes the wide receiver 36 this season, and I think if the Atlanta Falcons finally make a change at quarterback – Get a big time improvement. I think it's Drake London's time to shine. We're all waiting Amen for to it. That, dude. Yeah, the six foot five absolute beast out of USC. We've been waiting for Drake London to get that big breakout. Just has not happened. Desmond Ritter was not the answer. And I think if the Atlanta Falcons go quarterback in the draft, I don't care who it is. Um, it could be Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels. If he f- somehow falls, I don't think he will. Even Bo Nix, as much as I hate to say it, I think it's Drake London's time to finally break out. couple big games this season. Tampa Bay, he had 29 points, uh, 21 points against Washington, 18 against Green Bay. But really, when you look at his season, that was – kind of it finished with 905 uh receiving yards on the season only two touchdowns which is crazy because he's six foot five you think you could just throw the ball up to him and he go get it uh so drake london that is my prediction for next season's breakout player i think it's time for the fall off i like that i want to do i want to shout out one more guy yeah go ahead for, i have one more guy i can shout out season. too so um but I, one more I, I do yeah. want to add to the drake london, thing. Well. drake london is like it's like when people make those jokes about chase claypool it's like oh he has the the size and it 
the the vitals to do to be really good at football, but the problem is he's just not good at football. Drake London has everything to be good at football, yeah. and he's really good at football, but he has questionably one of the worst starting quarterbacks the NFL has seen. And coaching. And, like, Thank ever. goodness Arthur Smith is gone. I don't know about ever, but yeah. in recent years. Like, if he gets a decent quarterback, but, you know, the Falcons didn't want to trade with Lamar because that would be horrible. <laughs> Could you, know? you imagine? Um, but anyway, my I, a quick shout-out to Rasheed Rice. I think he is yeah. going to be insane next year. Like, that rookie for the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, you've seen just this playoff run. He's been, like, he has been the guy. Uh, and Kelsey's been struggling, except for last night. Um, but, I mean, Rasheed Rice won't do anything next week in the championship. But – Next year he's gonna have he's gonna have a year. Especially there are rumors that Kelsey might retire. Both Kelsey brothers, like yeah. Travis Kelsey, might retire as well. So if he does, Mahomes is gonna need somebody, and Rasheed Rice is clearly that guy. So right. let's let's do it. I'll read. Yeah, I'll, I'll do one more. I'll do oh, one okay. more. I got one more too. All right, all right. Um, I want to talk about a guy um, where I'm from, Jahan Dodson. Oh, in I Washington, so he was pretty bad this year to say the least. He finishes the wide receiver fifty six. So pretty, pretty putrid, pretty unusable this season. But I think with a new, I think with a new head coach, I think especially if it's Ben Johnson, because the way that Ben Johnson utilized Amon Ross St. Brown in Detroit gives me a lot of hope for a guy like Jahan Dotson. Um, I think whoever their new head coaches will go young. I think they let Terry go. I don't think Terry comes back. Um, and Jahan Dotson would then, in that case, be the most talented receiver on the football team. So I expect a big year from him next year. Hopefully he can get back on track to what I thought he could be out of the draft. So, go Jahan Dotson. I, I'd like to agree with you, but I'm not going to agree with a Penn State player. Yeah, I was going to say Penn State legend Jahan Dotson. Do it. All right, my next breakout player. Our fathers grew up watching Favre and Sharp. We grew up watching Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'm really scared about The next generation gets to watch Jordan game. Love and Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> I have a tandem wow. breakout for next season. Good. I wrote this down before the Dallas Cowboys playoff game where Jordan Love went nuclear. Uh, so I'm kind of glad because I think this will carry on in the next season. Jordan Love has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, final five weeks of the regular season was great playoffs he destroyed the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas and you know where Dallas won so many of their games goes into San Francisco not the greatest game but he still performed very well Romeo Dobbs on the other hand has been otherworldly he completely took Christian Watson's wide receiver one job he great in this whole Jordan run love or Jordan love run and I think this goes on the next season Green Bay Packers are going to be a very very scary team if they can get you know it's a little more age a lot of the receivers are young so, Love, Dobbs, that's the next Rodgers, and Adams. So, wow. just going to put that in the air. Why not? So, now we can move on to our fall-off predictions because we love hating. So, let's get it started, Jake. we love hating. That's, that's <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it also pains me to say this. Actually, not really because I just don't like the Titans, but it's Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, Former Ra- – or future Raven. N- absolutely not. <laughs> but Derrick Henry, I mean, he – he he fell off a little bit this year. Like, if I were to say, yeah, he had a hard fall off this year, I'd probably get some messages in my DMs or something from these Alabama fans. But Derrick Henry just didn't have a great year. He didn't have a good O-line, granted. Um, but you can tell his age is getting to him. And next year, he's not going to be Tennessee. I don't know where he's going to go. He wants to go to contender, so that means he's going to go somewhere for low money, maybe not even be the RB1 wherever he goes. I bet, they'll, I bet he'll go block B. John Robinson from getting carries. Yeah. 
That's I a good fear idea. that he goes right there because the so, Falcons are the Falcons yeah. will be a contender with Derek. Yeah. Falcons yeah. are going to sign like Bill. They're going to hire Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick's going to go get Derrick Henry to just block his super talented yeah. other yeah. running. I think back. he could block for Jonu Smith pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like think about Alameda Zacchaeus if you had Derrick Henry in the mm-hmm. backfield. Yeah, chills, man. I just chills indeed. <laughs> Falcons football. Falcons football. It's a little chilly in here. No, but I think it's Derrick Henry. I think he takes a, a hard nosedive next year, which which sucks to say, but age catches up to running backs. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole yep. in the draft next season. No. Um, one guy that a lot of people probably will be quick to draft that I disagree with, let's have a conversation about Kenneth Walker. The Whoa! <laughs> I love that. Let's have a conversation about that. Kenneth Walker. Of course you do. Pete Carroll that. is gone. Pete Carroll is not coming back. He's old. Um, Kenneth Walker was Pete Carroll's running back. And even towards the end of the season, he didn't even look like Pete Carroll's running back. Zach nope. Charbonnet did. Zach Charbonnet has looked better than him the entire season. I'm not – I'm not – I don't feel bad saying that. I think Facts. he was a better running back from the start to the finish, especially towards the end of the year. And I think if they bring in a new coach and a new offensive coordinator, they're going to go with the young guy. And I think Kenneth Walker is going to find himself almost forced out of that backfield into more of like a secondary role when Charbonnet gets going. I wouldn't I, – I could be entirely wrong. He could totally be their RB1 next year and be like <laughs> the RB8 in fantasy, but I have this gut feeling that Zach Charbonnet it's 50-50. is going to arrive and Kenneth Walker will just be like Alexander Madison levels of useless. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Alexander Madison is crazy. Like backup running back levels of useless. K9, if you are listening – to no, to I might be his WWE biggest hater, unfortunately. Right now. Take this personally, and I will draft you in the first round. <laughs> He's going to call in soon. Trust. Yeah. All right. Final fall-off predictions. I have a couple guys who shared the same situations. Two guys who had very good fantasy uh, seasons, but have young running backs behind them that I think will diminish their roles uh, very heavily, if not entirely. And that is both David Montgomery and rushing touchdown king Raheem Mostert. Uh, they both share extremely similar situations. Two top-end teams with the young running backs behind them. Montgomery has Gibbs, who has been phenomenal to end this season. Finished with like 900 yards and multiple touchdowns. Roll Tide, Jameer Gibbs. I think he takes over the backfield next season. Montgomery will be the backup guy. Probably hog a few goal line touchdowns here and there. But Gibbs is the bigger play, more yards per carry, and I think he phases out David Montgomery a little bit. And then for Raheem Moster, it's just Devon A-Chain was so good when he played, especially really early in the season. And Raheem Moster really uh, he, he reaped the benefits of that. But age is a is a big thing. Raheem Mostert's 30, 33, 34. He's an older running back. Been in the league for a long time. Had his best season of his career, and I think it, it, it might be a one and done. A-Chain's been very, very good, and I think he continues that next season. So sorry, Raheem. Sorry, Dave Montgomery. You guys are my big fall-offs. Before we go off the air, though, we do have a bit of an announcement to make. Fantasy football has come to an end, as we have been saying. This was a whole award show. Womp womp. Uh, But this doesn't leave us high and dry. We will be moving on to fantasy basketball starting next week. We're going to continue it. We're going to get it rolling. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be different. I'm excited. Very different. I'm I'm very excited. Show's going to look different, but... I mean, fantasy sports, what can go wrong? Exactly. So, fantasy basketball coming up next week. Maybe I'll actually win a title this year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this is my year, guys. Yeah, I'm pretty good at fantasy basketball, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, But 
fantasy basketball starting next week. We're really excited, and we hope you guys tune in for that as well. With all that being said, thank you all for tuning in to WVUA 90.7 FM Tuscaloosa and student section fantasy sports. We'll see you all next Monday night. Peace.